everyone. I'm Johnny. I'm Emily. And I'm Jeff. And we are For All Seasons, and you're listening to the More Than Music podcast. Crazy. The way that I'm feeling lately. To be so lonely, but maybe, maybe I'm not the only one. This episode is the third episode in a series that we're calling Behind the Song, where we dive into the process of making the song and uh, lyrical content, melodies, you name it. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, so our hope in doing this is twofold. One, we just genuinely love the intricacies of song creation. And second, we want you to leave this podcast inspired to not only pursue the passions that God has placed in you, but to handle them with care. So, all that said, let's dive in. So this song was written back in August of 2018. And right around that time, we were actually trying to write for a radio single, which if you know anything about Christian radio, Friends is not that. So you might be asking yourself, or maybe telling yourself, wow, they really missed the mark with this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not there yet. It's just That's not there. That's the thing. Uh, but actually what was going on is we've talked about this. Um, what podcast did we talk about this on? Oh, when we laid out the plan for 2019. Mm -hmm. This kind of all falls into that same timeline. But if you haven't listened to that episode, it's I think it's the second episode we released um, back in December. But we had been kind of walking through as a band, like what is our place in this industry and had really been trying to write a radio single because we'd sent multiple songs to radio and they just weren't catching in the way that we had hoped they would and stations weren't really playing them. And so it was like, okay, back to the drawing board. And we spent a bunch of time writing. And as people who want to write out of personal experience and have our music be more of an expression, the formulaic method of writing for radio can be really draining for us. And so spending all this time, like writing a song, turning it in, it's not what we need write a song, turn it in. It's not what we need. We just hit this point where we were so exhausted by it. And I think we were just talking about the other day how Johnny remembers Jeff just being like so, not just like frustrated and mad, but just like done. <laughs> that about sums it up. <laughs> Done's a good word. Yeah. Just yeah. like lock himself in his room all day. Like I'm over this. And we're like, oh no, we lost, we lost Jeff to the dark side. So do we keep writing or? Right. Uh, I heard a window smash and then someone was scuffling outside. And I was like, what's going on? It was fine. It, it's fine. And then he came back in all bloody. I was like, Jeff, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, we were up at Pondo and we'd kind of reached this point where we were like, what are we doing? Like, this is not life giving at all. Is making music even fun anymore? You know, like you just lose sight. And it is kind of part of this greater conversation. I think it's easy for people to look at what we get to do as artists and be like, how fun. You just get to write songs all day, every day, which is so fun. But the reality is, is there's all these outside pressures and what once was fun and really life-giving can really quickly become so draining because it's about trying to meet all these other people's expectations. And so- And with that, there's a lot more failures than there are successes. Right. So you feel yeah. like, am I even good at this? Like, should we even be doing it? And so that was kind of the breaking point we had hit when all of a sudden we're like, let's just write a song that's fun. 
it doesn't even blatantly need to talk about God. Let's just write about what we're going through and what we're experiencing. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that, you know, I think about with writing songs is I, I kind of always go back to this quote, and I think it's in a, all different areas of life, but it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. And I think I feel like I apply that to songwriting as well. It's better to wear your emotions on your sleeve to put yourself out there and be honest and say, I love this song and send it in and then get the feedback that nobody likes it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that process is worth it in the long run. It's just, I guess, taxing sometimes. It's like, it can be um, kind of deflating, you know? I mean, it's like when you you know, are in a relationship or you're in a dating relationship and you're, you're like, I love you. <laughs> and then the person's like, I appreciate you saying that. It's like The Bachelor. That's nice. Exactly. I think <laughs> I just pulled that line from a video I was watching over your shoulder. <laughs> it legitimately is that. <laughs> Only once I can say I love you unless you're Colton and you start saying that you love everyone. Okay, keep going. Different world. <laughs> it's not like that with writing songs. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. I, I thought we were getting to that. I know it's reality TV, but... <laughs> um, so I, all that said, I think with that point of last year, um, we were just like, okay, we're done kind of trying this. Let's write for radio. Um, it's just not in our DNA. And there's there's no sense in putting music out there that um i don't know just doesn't come up from a place of um genuineness or doesn't come from a place of being honest about what you're going through and and hoping for the best that people really connect to it and really connect with the lord through that honesty and so we just had, we started a conversation of what are we going through where are we at yeah and the three of us just chatting for a little bit, this idea of loneliness just kind of came up, which is so interesting because we travel together. We're around each other all the time. Um, we are around people all the time. <laughs> um, but I think the three of us just separately were feeling lonely and um, not really knowing how to handle it or what to do with it. And I think accidentally talking about it in that moment was the first step to acknowledging it and ultimately getting us to the point of not like being completely free from loneliness, but yeah, being like, oh, that feeling of when you express that you're going through something hard and then someone's like, I feel that too that it's immediately a pick-me-up and you're experiencing, you know, positive sides of, of community and, and being honest about what you're going through. Yeah, so let's talk about some influences. Um, I know this song feels very different than last month's song. Or really any song. Or really any <laughs> song. Um, I feel like we can even say this probably is our most bandy song we've ever done. Like with parts specifically. It feels the most like a band is playing it for yeah. sure. Um, just because, I mean, songs are so track heavy, so synthesizer and like fake drums. Um, you mean current, like the current, current climate current pop, of music. Yeah. yeah. 
the to- current pop tones of songs that this song was kind of just the exact opposite of that. We tried to at least. And um, it re- I mean, it really, I feel like it really comes through that it just feels like a a jam band record. Like it just, it's fun. Um, as far as influences, I know, uh, well, does anyone have specific influences? I know at that time I was for sure just geeking out about the band Pale Waves. Yeah. And I think that really comes through. Um, which is interesting because most of their songs are super upbeat and really fun and bandy. Um, but it's it's weird juxtaposed with the topic of loneliness to have yeah. kind of that upbeat feeling. Um but I think I at the time was just really influenced, and I think you can hear it in the chorus. Just that kind of rapid fire like mm-hmm. lyric that's that's more rhythmic than it is melodic, and um, even in like the initial like first voice memo that we'll show you guys, it yeah. just like you can hear it right away. Just the kind of like steady, I don't know, da, not da, a rhythmic da, da, guy, da, da, da. yeah. <laughs> And I think there's a lot of like Heim influence in that too, 1975. Like a lot of these modern day bands. Yeah. Where they're not, it's not really rock music. It's like pop, but with instruments that Johnny has, Johnny has coined it guitar pop. Um, But these are a lot of the bands that we listen to. Am I wrong? Let the royalties come. So kind of going back to that breaking point in the summer, it was like, you know, let's write a song that truly is like creative and fun and feels like something that we would want to listen to. And so that's kind of what happened. I think Jeff kind of came in, you know, again, all mad, not bloody, like Johnny said, (laughs) came in, sat down at the computer and just started like, yeah, I don't know, guitar part or just maybe Johnny put like quick drum beat down. And then Jeff had this, voice memo that well to kind of stop real quick that we were trying to write an up song like an upbeat song and so i think we started oh for radio yeah so we started like messing with that's different- true we had just submitted a song that we really liked but the feedback was it's kind of drowsy yeah <laughs> like, so so we said like let's just go full upbeat tone so the drum part in the demo that you hear kind of started and then I well think- this demo is just jeff that we're about to play Oh, yeah, yeah, It's the initial voice memo that I showed you guys. And um, that was written in the cave that I was in (laughs) while I was mad about everything. So that always makes for a good song, right? Yeah. Mad about everything. Here, I'll show you guys. Hey, Jeff, can you show us? I'm thinking about what you said, and I needed a friend. I was at the end of my time. Now imagine glass shattering. Runs outside. Scuffling begins. That was it. You can tell he was just in his room, just like, oh man. 
I think I was in bed, like under the covers, just like <laughs> which compared crying. to last month when we went when we did behind the song, Jeff was like in the middle of an airport, like singing at the top of his lungs. This what? is the opposite side of it. What's so funny is yeah. this uh, just being in the in this. We were in this little house that, uh, which is where the band stays at this camp, and I just remember. Jeff walked away for probably about a good two hours, I think it was, or an hour. And Emily and I were in the, like the family room area, just kind of looking at each other, like, "What do we do?" And like we were both still, we were all just frustrated and all just didn't know what to do. And then I just remember Jeff come like st- not storming out of his room, but kind of quickly comes out of his room, and he, and we start sitting down talking about this, like, "What's going on? Like, why are we even doing this?" And then he goes, "I got this," and we're like. Let's try it. <laughs> and, and I, I think it yeah. feels like a risk anytime. You know, I think just with our like worship background and the fact that we lead worship still constantly. Yeah. Like the idea of writing and recording a song that is not like blatantly about God, you know, like I think that we are, we are worshiping when we use our gifts and enjoy them. Uh, but when a topic is about friendship or about loneliness, it's like, I don't know, it feels like kind of this risk that we're taking as a group. And even when I was presenting that idea, I was like, you know, here's this stupid voice memo that I, it's probably not even good. Right. Because if you hate it, it's totally fine. Yeah. Just protecting myself from any, well, any more rejection. And it's totally this challenge. <laughs> I of, don't even like it. It's totally this challenge of like, you know, the first time we heard it through the lens of like, oh, you know, we write Christian songs. It's like, should we say like the song is like, I need a friend. But then like the last line is like, but God, you're my friend. You know, <laughs> just like. But then we realized Israel Hooten already wrote that song. It's true. He did. Um, <laughs> I have a friend and he's closer than my other friends. Right. He's in my heart. But anyway, it was like, no, <laughs> how, let's just like stick with the actual sentiment of the song because. We have to give people language for that. And at this time, we did not know that we were going to do this release plan where we were going to look at different seasons. Um, But this song was definitely a big influencer in creating this uh, concept of different seasons of life. So we worked on the song for about a day. And then we had, we kind of mapped out a chorus and a band vibe. And then right before we had to go lead an evening session, it was like, hey, wait, what do we think about a verse? And so really quickly, I just like tracked like a potential verse melody, which kind of ended up, I I don't know if it fully is or if we made minor changes, but um, this is the demo that we finished that week at camp.
didn't have a bridge at this point either, right? Mm-mm. No, it was just this. It goes into the instrumental, and it just ends. And then later on, we wrote the verse. Listen to that guitar line. I'm waiting for that lead because I think Johnny helped me write it, and somehow that made it into the final. Yeah. Hey. A <laughs> little bit different. But even like you were saying, um, the verse melody is pretty <laughs> dang this. like. It's pretty close. Pretty spot on. Yeah. I know that in the final, like the whole demo, we, we demoed out everything, which you'll eventually hear. And, but in the studio, second verse obviously, obviously changed quite a bit. Yeah. So we turned that demo into the label and they obviously knew we told them this is not meant to be a radio song. Probably secretly in our mind, hoping that they would be like, why not? Let's send it. <laughs> <laughs> but we knew it wasn't going to happen. But they were super into it. Our publisher, Chad, was like a big fan and Matt, our A&R, was really into it too. So they're like, let's hold on to it. Let's use it for our, the next project. At the time, probably thinking that next project was like way farther away. Little did they know. We'd release it six months later. Um, Little did we know. Also true. <laughs> so then we went to another camp. If you haven't figured out, summer is camp time for us. We went to another camp. We sat in a room together, wrote the verses. And still no bridge, I think, at that point. Mm-mm. I think we finished just verse one. And- yeah, built that out. So we'll show you what that demo looks like. Well, let's just play it through, like, the beginning of the chorus because I don't think it changes. Crazy the way that I'm feeling lately To be so lonely that maybe, maybe I'm not the only one This is in that room at Hume. Scary how I can think that I'm sharing But these filter moments very rarely Make me feel truly known And these verses, sitting down and writing the verses together was when we really started to dive into the conversation of social media because we knew it was about loneliness, but in our cult, like in our specific culture and even being at those camps surrounded by high school students and because we're on social media as a band, all of that was really fresh to us and realizing that our, a lot of our loneliness was a result of seeing other people's lives and feeling like, oh, we're the only one that feels like this. Everyone else has all these friends and we are alone. And there's a commonality between those high school students at the camp, us, like anyone looks at social media and I will say 100% relates. Oh yeah, I mean, I've even had conversations with my mom and she's in her late 50s and I don't think she realizes she doesn't make that connection, but hearing the type of conversation of like, oh, you know, this person has this going on Mm -hmm. and she's not exactly like sad about it, but it's realizing that mentally that is like building this facade in her mind of other people are, have a happier life than I do. Yeah. And it breeds this isolation uh, and loneliness. And so we ended up writing two verses, then kind of sat on the song for a little bit, got back home got into our practice space, pulled up the session and said, all right, what does a bridge need to say? 
And I don't. Then we spent like a half a day on it. Yeah. I'm trying to remember like what lyrically what inspired what we said. What inspired what we said. Yeah. I think we knew that it needed to be simple. Yeah. Um, just knowing that there's so many words coming at you throughout the song. Mm -hmm. I think we just needed, you know, something that kind of summed it up. And and also a, a, a little bit of hope to come mm -hmm. through the lyrics. Um, that which, acknowledgement that you do need a friend. Like I'm not yeah. just going to be alone and that's it. Yeah. And… Um, and I think, like we were saying earlier, you know, taking that step of vocalizing it. Mm -hmm. And so I think this bridge is literally just that. It's like, I can't do this alone. Like, I I need a friend. And I don't think I was necessarily part of the bridge, right, that you guys were. Uh, well, no, because doing, I, but I remember musically, I think I'd referenced like a Walk the Moon song or something. Yeah. But then that kind of led into reliving our high school college days of those like big uh, pop rock no but uh, sorry i was talking about lyrically earlier i think it all happened in the same time you might have just been working on the track oh, while we were yeah, chatting I think about we were it talking about it and then i kind of remembered this lyric idea that i that i had attached a melody to that i made a voice memo and I was trying to figure out how to squeeze it into mm -hmm. this song. And here, I'll show you guys what that voice memo sounded like. I don't want to do this alone. No, I don't want to do this alone. No, I don't want to do this alone. No, I don't want to do this alone. obviously driving it. and singing. <laughs> yes, obviously driving and singing. Um, yeah, so that was the basic idea, and I was trying to figure out how to squeeze that in. But, you know, the melody definitely would have not sat right yeah. in, in the direction we were going. So I think Emily and I just, like, sat down at the piano and just started trying to figure out even chords wise what needed to happen we needed to switch it up a bit um and so i think we started for you music nerds on the five which is kind of like a it it definitely leads somewhere so when you like when you start with that chord it it establishes the sense of like you're you're hoping for something because it's it's moving forward and so I think we kind of took that piano idea and then Johnny went super pop rock with it, I which did. is like in our blood. <laughs> like mm -hmm. we love some good pop rock. Just the other day we were flying back from Nashville and just jamming to, what was it, The Wedding or something? Yeah. The Wedding, We the King. We kind of recently on all of our trips, we've kind of been listening to like reliving yeah reliving the 2000s yeah <laughs> so i think we're looking for any avenue to to plug those kind of things into our music and this felt like the right moment yeah. so we we took the the lyric it, it kind of just manifested into this jam um and then i can show you guys where where that kind of landed with the bridge
think that feedback was from the studio monitor. We weren't using amps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both sitting here just rocking out to it. <laughs> I love Work. it so much. <laughs> oh, it was longer. Yeah, you'll notice that this is. Now this feels so it. long. I think live is fine, but I'm saying listening back yeah. to it now, it does feel really long. Yeah. Thank you for stopping me for that horrible fill. In the demo, uh, <laughs> should we play it? If you can, if you want, so this is uh, I did all the drums. I did all the drums on a computer, and so uh, we were trying to figure out what to do for the drum part. And in the moment, I said, "We can do something like this." And it needed energy. It it is really hard to take a song that you've just been like jamming to halftime and get it back to full time. Yeah, it's. A difficult task to do. Yeah. But I mean, I love that section so much. I think lyrically, less is more in that section. And even kind of just talking through uh, through that section with our producer, he was even saying like, for people that feel lonely, like they need to be able to feel this section and this idea of saying, I don't want to do this alone. There's so much angst and emotion in that phrase lyric whatever you want to call it that you can i think quickly own it so i even like being someone who's not typically a lyrical writer i loved that section just because it was so easy and so easy to attach myself to and then there's obviously some angst in the music part of it but something i will say i love about the final version is that in the bridge there's this really pretty chord that's played over uh on guitar over the over the bridge the especially the beginning section um that adds this softness and like beauty to it uh that whenever i get to the bridge section i legitimately want to like sit on that beginning section of the bridge forever because like that to me is like the epitome of beauty like i just love those chords and a mixture of hard and like hard as in like heavy uh and light at the yeah. same time like i really hope live we can just like learn to sit on that for a little bit like i, I just love that section so much yeah. can we do it please please emily please she we'll shrugged see. she shrugged her shoulders She's the bus all right let's keep moving so we got it into the studio and Really, this is just when it came down to getting it all in working order. Um, We knew that we wanted the master to still be simple, for it to sound like people are playing it rather than like 20 different layers and you're not really sure what's coming from where. Uh, So really the, the major tweaks that we made in the studio are... The baseline. Yes. I think Cameron, when he heard the song, I feel like we heard a lot of this feedback after we recorded it. But <laughs> when he first heard the song, he was like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> um, he did say that in the moment of when we were 
beginning to start. But one of the things was he felt like the verse felt kind of like jam bandy, but like, like a Tonight Show vibe. Yeah, where it's just all the hits were yeah, together like and really spaced out. Like melodically, everything matched. Yeah. And so one of the things we were looking for with the bass was to kind of fill some of that rhythmic space that was missing when everyone's hitting those hits together. Because we wanted to take guitars out of some of those parts just because it felt a little jam bandy, like a wedding band. I, I don't know how you want to describe it, but yeah. yeah. So we had um, Cameron's friend come in and track bass for us. She's a session player in Nashville, and holy cow, <laughs> she was incredible. Yeah, I've never witnessed bass playing. Her fingers like would just like go over the strings and that time the sounds coming out didn't look like she was even hitting the strings. <laughs> it's very mesmerizing. Yeah. <laughs> she, you know, just listened to it a couple times, charted out some direction she was going to go with it and then we just kind of collaborated. Also together. something the state too is that they're like we didn't have chords for this song. Yeah, we didn't actually didn't know what they were. <laughs> it was a jam band they yeah. just like, match it yeah i mean other than the i mean we knew the chorus chords but the verse chords we just like had no clue so she came in and slayed shout out rachel loy you're amazing and then the other change was the melody in the chorus we originally had that i'm thinking about both times sometimes it's so where it goes up both times and i think the more cameron heard it the more he was like, hey, you know, I think that's a special moment. And if you do it so many times, it starts to just get old and just a little too much, which was kind of hard to let go initially. But then I think a day or two into it, after like tracking more things and listening back to it, I kind of forgot that the chorus originally even did that. Yeah. It feels so natural the way that it is now. Very easy to sing for someone who doesn't sing. It's easier to grab on to. Yeah. Um, we also made a tweak in the chorus lyric. Originally, just repeated both times. Thinking about something you said that I needed a friend. When I was at the end of myself. That's just the lyric both times. No, no, no. That's what it was. Opposite. It was to help me see the best in myself. What am I forgetting? The mess. Oh, it says when I was at the end of myself, sometimes it's so hard to admit that I'm needing a friend to help me see Past the mess in myself. Through? Through. Guys, we don't even know the lyrics to our own song. Okay, I think initially it was to help me see the best of myself yes. both times. Yes. And then and then we changed it to to see me through the mess of myself. Of myself. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, what it yeah. Is. Wow, guys. We promise that we know our own song. <laughs> <laughs> Still fresh. Yeah. But that was something in the studio that after I was listening back to the song a bunch of times, I thought it would give it a little more longevity yeah. to not repeat the same thing every time. And also, I feel like it added a little bit of depth to that chorus um, as far as like admitting that sometimes we're a mess. <laughs> like, yeah. And we need friends to not only find us in the mess of, yeah. in, in the midst of it, um, but also like to see us through it. So like, you know beyond this moment to help us get past it and so and stay there by by our side so i kind of liked the double meaning of that and even if nobody got it 
it's just one of those <laughs> like, you know, um, I guess just proud lyrics. Yeah. Other than that, I feel like just I'm, the melody in the second. Yeah, verse. there's like obviously we fleshed out musical parts and guitar parts and all that kind of stuff, but it stayed pretty close to the demo. Oh, here's something very, very blatant changes that we changed the chorus from a to to. To oh, a yeah. floor on the floor. Mm-hmm. And that was something that our producer suggested because it felt more, I feel like what I remember him saying is it felt more uh, just down the middle, straightforward versus this constant push and pull kind of drum part, bass tone thing going throughout the whole song that it just kind of gave it a moment just to kind of like sit where you can actually groove. And there was, a, I guess, some, some consistency through it. So... Uh, and I'm really happy that we made that change. I feel like listening to it now, it, that section feels so great to me. Yeah, it's definitely the like nod your head along to it yeah. portion of the song. And I feel like it helps glue those other sections together because mm-hmm. like the verse is so just kind of all over the place. Yep. And then the bridge is that halftime feel. So it it makes some separation to enjoy those parts. Yeah. But we're super proud of this tune. I mean, it's definitely the one where, as people have been asking us about new music this year, we're like, oh, man, just wait for February. I mean, wait for March. It's going to get weird in March. Um, <laughs> mostly because for the last, you know, eight to ten years, we've been releasing what people would call worship music. Um, and although this song is inspired by our need for community, uh, it doesn't directly mention God, but we still feel like we can use this song as a catalyst to help people see the need for community and to speak into those moments of, hey, it's okay that you feel lonely. I've also felt lonely too. Like, let's not just sit in our loneliness, but let's pursue true friendship, which is really what the song's saying. Like, I'm thinking about something you said that I needed a friend, that we would do that for one another and reach out and not barricade ourselves inside of this like perpetual state of missing out and loneliness that God has more for us, that he built us to live in community. And that's what we'll really launch into next month as we look at seasons of friendship um, in juxtaposition to seasons of loneliness, which is what we're looking at right now. But uh, last week, we released the music video for this song, so make sure that you check it out. This music video is kind of like a passion project for us, and we're really proud of it. So we hope you guys love it. Um, and then next week, we'll be releasing our ampersand moment, and that's going to feature um, an artist friend of ours named Savannah Locke. And uh, other than that, if you haven't heard the full song Friends, you can find it on any streaming service. Uh, Name all of them. Or no. you could even go to iTunes and buy it. I mean, that's an option too. But, you know, who, but does, who, who does that anymore? <laughs> um, but we encourage you to share the song with friends. And also, if you're interested in following us on social media, this is where we're really like having full conversations about whatever season we're looking at. Then make sure you do that. It's FA Seasons on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Um, And then if you want to know more about how you can partner with us this year in making all of this content and making it all happen, you can visit our Patreon page. It's just patreon.com backslash FA Seasons. But yeah, we're three months into this release plan. Nine more to go. 
and we hope that you guys are loving it so far. If you have any feedback for us, let us know. Um, and feel free to subscribe and leave a review on this podcast because it definitely helps us out. It does. But with that, <laughs> I think we're good to go. Bye, everyone. Bye. Yeah.